Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lift, Fill, Pray, a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness in an effort to inspire, support, and encourage you on your journey through life. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two. Uh, today, we're uh, going to be focusing on misconceptions of emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness. There are so many misconceptions out there, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be addressing some of them in this episode today and really looking forward to uh, having this chat with you guys. So uh, let's let's begin. So I can start on this one, guys, because I touched on it on the uh, the first episode, and we were talking about being professionals in our fields, how the misconception of us, of us having it all figured out. What this comes down to, I think, is the the animal of social media and other things out there that has people thinking that these people have it all figured out because of Photoshop, of because of their captions and what they're saying. So one thing I like to say is that discipline is always going to get you the results you want in any dimension of wellness over motivation. And that this concept that these people are 100% always motivated is a falsehood. And it's really doing more harm than good because although they think they're inspiring people, what they're really doing is giving this, this fake thing that, that people think that they're, that they're the perfect kind of beings in their field. And really that's not, that's not right. I don't think it's right to portray yourself that way. And I don't think it's right to get people to think that their goal should be to get there because guess what? That's never going to happen. Right. So mm-hmm. people are not always motivated. And so what I say, and we, again, we touched this on the, uh, on the first episode is, is just, you know, doing what you know and, and doing that well, and just starting with that baby step stuff. So if you can be disciplined enough to even, you know, from the physical standpoint, you know, from my perspective is to drink more water and go for a walk every day, you know, something like that. But, but this concept of, you know, go to misconception and falsehoods that people are just always motivated and perfect beings in their field. That is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. probably tell my, my tone. It's a, it's a pet mm-hmm. peeve of mine mm-hmm. in my field. I'm sure you guys have your own and, and, you know, we'll try to keep this podcast uh, within around 30 minutes, but I can go on and on about, about <laughs> misconceptions in the fitness field. Well, yeah, we could always do episode three. Yes, yeah, 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 we could right. spend the first 10 episodes right. on myths and misconceptions. Yeah, from that's them, a right? big one for me just off, off the bat and, and to kind of roll from the first episode. So. Well, I'll tell you what, let me let me jump right on that, um, you know, because in the spiritual realm, that's the same thing. Uh, the people feel that uh, uh, you have to be perfect. And, mm-hmm. and and that's so far from the truth. You know, we uh, uh, we're imperfect beings and uh God uh, desires for us to grow closer to uh, with our walk uh, with God, and and so you know there's a reason for that because we we are in need of grace, and and so often people believe that they have to be perfect before they walk into the doors of a church on a Sunday. Uh, I had a relative once uh, say to me, and multiple people will say to me, if I walk into the doors of that church. The chances are that the walls are going to fall down and uh, hit me in the head. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, no, actually, uh, and, and I'll come back and I'll say, you know, actually, the church will be stronger because you are a part of it, mm-hmm. and uh, the the church is not a group of perfect people, and uh, the church is actually a, a group of imperfect people in need of perfect grace. And so, you know, I I, I feel the same way mm-hmm. uh, even physically as well. You know, we walk into this gym imperfect. And, uh, if, if we were to walk in here, perfect, we'll, we'll 
I'd just probably turn around and leave. And so, um, because there'd be no more room for growth. And so uh, we all uh, need room to grow. And well, another good example of that is, is the disciples, right? Yeah. So they're, they're, like yeah. Them, they're all messed up at all different types they're of ways. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> hey, listen, disciples, they're, you know, they're disciples of Christ. And so, you know, they messed up too. So that's a right. big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bible's full of people. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Right. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. This seems like it, in all dimensions, I mean, you, you pick up on this kind of myth of infallibility kind of idea or concept, right? Is that these that people, when they portray themselves, you know, if, if it's in a very limited scope and, 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 and through a very limited means of communication, right? Cause through social media, there's no back and forth conversation, right? right? So you can't share with me, you know, what went into what you are basically putting out there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is that I am not perfect. This took yeah. some time. And in fact, I still have some doubts, you know, about whether or not I feel like I've met my wellness goals in this particular area. And so people are left with those assumptions. And so I, that's what I'm hearing you say to you, Jeff, is that it's about the assumptions and preconceived notions that we kind of come in with. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. can be some of our biggest stumbling blocks. And, you know, from a mental health perspective, I think that that's, it's also an issue as well, too. I think one of the biggest challenges that I usually, and in my in my own personal life and in my in my work uh, confront most often is that uh, the idea that working on your mental wellness or um, having mental health and struggling with mental illness even is a sign of weakness, mm-hmm. which, which in fact, I think the opposite is the real truth, right? So That's the idea right. that if you're focused on admitting that you have, you know, an emotional mind and that you also could be suffering and have experience suffering in your life and you deserve to talk about it. You deserve to feel what that mm-hmm. suffering brought up for you and you owe yourself and deserve an opportunity to heal from it is a real true sign of strength, right? Because I think from what I'll tell people when I interact with them is I'll say, if they're a little nervous about either working with me professionally or just having a conversation personally, I'll say, well, imagine how much strength it took you just to be able to come up to me and admit that you're mm-hmm. suffering or yes. to admit that you're struggling. That's um, a big step. That's yeah. a huge step. And for that, I admire you more than you know, because that takes a tremendous amount of courage. It doesn't take, and I'm not being, I'm, I don't mean to be judge, I'm sound judgmental, but I don't think it takes as much courage to keep your mouth closed as it does to speak about the things that you really deserve to, to have a voice about and to work on. So I think that's a big issue for me um, when working with people culturally and societally is just this idea that mental health is something that we just should never focus on or talk about. And I want to say that with the understanding that I respect people's cultural backgrounds as well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I do want people to know that I respect them if it's been a part of their life in culture to not discuss mental health related matters. But I would love to be able to have a conversation with somebody about how they can focus on their mental health and work on their mental health while also still honoring their cultural heritage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you, you both have touched on social media here in this episode. And just last week, uh, I in, in, in TFW, for those of you, you who are listening, we have these bands on our wrists. Uh, one is a brute band, uh, mainly focused on um, weight training and strength. And then there's a, a band called Sisu, which is focused more on endurance and, and speed. You know, I, I've had my brute band now for over a year and I've been working towards a Sisu band which then would get me the Legion band, which is like the ultimate, like, like the, you know, like yeah. I'd have like the, the plaque on the wall, you know, right. um, and, and, and I'm, and I'm one uh, knee grab away from getting the, the Legion band, which frustrates the living daylights out of me. But, but I, I went to social media and I posted that because 
so often what we find on social media is, hey, I got a PR personal best on uh, this uh, exercise. Right. And, and so this was the first time I have like said, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to throw it out there that. I did not walk into that gym perfect that day and I messed up. And, and so, you know, when we acknowledge that we are human and that we have needs, that breaks down a lot of misconceptions that people have out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I grew up in a you know, fishbowl. My, my father was a pastor. And so we grew up in, in a home that was perceived as perfect. And my mom and dad, I love my mom and dad so much. They're awesome parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But they played into that role Mm -hmm. that we had to be perfect. And so I grew up groomed for perfection, which really did uh, damage to me uh, personally. And and it Mm -hmm. didn't take, and it it led that way through my entire life all the way up until I was about 40. And uh, that was about five years ago. A lot of pressure on you, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of pressure. You know, so you're you're living unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. Constant. And so it wasn't until my wife, Jennifer, really identified that in me and really allowed me to break down those barriers of, uh, of trying to live a perfect life and to be me, to be who I am, that God created me to be this imperfect person in need of God's grace and rejoice over the fact that I can walk in here being me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and not something that somebody thinks I am. Yeah, and that's I've, I've heard listening to somebody that says that the fake you is doing just fine, right? The social media is doing just fine. So <laughs> yeah. It's not the real yeah. you to admit your you know your shortfallings and you know, everything that else that you have that's not perfect in your life. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes in the social media world, everybody just has. But that, I, I, when you posted that, I was glad you did, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that we can again make ourselves more vulnerable. And that goes into a, a, for me another misconception is that we all need you know in one field or another a coach. Yeah. Or, and to say that you need a coach is to say that you need help, mm-hmm, you know, right? So, so even the best athletes in the world have coaches, and mm-hmm. even the best preachers in the world have these these mentors, yeah, yeah, mentors yeah. and coaches, and, and the best they, therapists in the world have therapists. Yeah, there we go. I didn't, <laughs> that. I was, yeah, I didn't say that because I was questioning. You know, I, was like, I thought about do they? I was like, yeah, I just, so I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. But one thing you know we talk about is like the, a great thing about being a coach is being coachable, and I think that relates that can relate True. to any field, yeah. right? And so, mm-hmm. so that. Goes into another misconception is that the people that they they don't need you know this thing and so uh, and what I mentioned in the first episode is that hey I, I need a coach too you know I work out with a coach because I need help whether it be on on form or motivation and to have guidance whether it's physical uh, spiritual emotional is something that we we all need right so so if you're listening and it's one of these things where you think you have it figured out I hope that I can motivate you to to get to whether any field it might be is to find a coach or a mentor because those types of things can only make us better right you know, and, and, and that's another thing that I'm always learning in my expertise so I'm obviously always learning in your guys fields because mm-hmm. you know you guys have a, a few heads a few steps ahead of me on that but the, the fact that you have the uh, the humility to say that I'm always learning I'm always getting better the moment you think you have figured it out is where you're going to plateau and not see any more progress mm-hmm. in any field, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I think that's absolutely right. So what are some other uh, misconceptions do you think that in terms of the uh, emotional field? No, I was thinking about just what you were saying in a moment ago about everybody needing and benefiting from some support. I think it's just so true. I and mean, from a mental health perspective, I think one thing to kind of not get tangled up in is to believe that you have to experience that in one particular way or there's one right way to acquire that type of mm-hmm. uh, support. So for a lot of people, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it can it certainly be. And I would hope that it would be. 
meeting with a mental health professional if you're you know open to it. And I hope that if you're not, that you'll have a conversation with somebody that can help you become more open to it. Someone that you feel comfortable being vulnerable with that might be able to hear your concerns and maybe share with you some of their perspectives. It could be just enough to get you in the door. Um, but there are other ways to experience and invest in uh, emotional wellness. Uh, as we spoke about in the first episode, it, it can occur in many different ways. We talked about journaling a few times, being aware of your thoughts. I think being aware of your thoughts and your feelings is so critical. And I can see how that would overlap between all of our different areas as well. And for a lot of people, I think from a mental health and wellness perspective, if it doesn't feel good, I don't want to experience it. Right. And so they they believe out of sight, out of mind Mm -hmm. or out of mind, out of heart is one way that I'll think about it, too. If I don't think about it, I'm not going to feel it. So when I use heart, I'm usually referring to this metaphorically as experience of feeling, you know, your experience as a living, breathing human being. And it just unfortunately doesn't work that way because it just gets built up and we can't just brush things under the rug. And I think that's one big myth and misconception. And in fact, hope, I think I get that, though. You know, there's a lot of days at the end of the day where I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm so frustrated today. And I just try to hope myself through that experience and thinking if I just ignore it or if I focus and distract myself and do something else, it's going to go away. But it doesn't happen. You know, we we usually end up banking that emotional experience and then it builds up. And if we don't address it at some point in time, we either explode onto the world around us or we implode from within. We come crashing down. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know which one is worse. I don't think there is a worse. Uh, they're both equally yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea for me, misconception would be that you can't just will yourself through an experience of growth emotionally. You can't just wish it and then have it happen. It requires yeah. conscious effort and work. And that means feeling what you're experiencing. And you can't selectively shut off certain emotions. I think I'll talk to some people and they'll say, well, you know, I'm just, I just don't like feeling anger, so I'm just not going to feel it. I'm like, well, how's that working out yes. for you? I, because emotions, a lot of people like to think it's like if you were to see a wall in a living room and you had multiple dimmer switches, they like to, and I, and I get it. I, I, it would be awesome if we could go up and just selectively dim certain feelings. Yeah. But what ends up happening, I think, is there's just this master switch and you either dim all of them and you don't feel anything and you suffer yeah. or you open yourself up to feeling. And that means being willing to take the good with the bad, which yeah. is hard because to feel true, deep joy. I think you also have to be open to and vulnerable to feeling true, deep sadness. Right. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you that, that doesn't that create a, a numbness in certain feelings over time? And then obviously mm-hmm. that can keep you from living your best life. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you end up living, what we're really talking about here is living a full life. Right. I think you're only living half a life or, or even less than that, which is just so sad. Yeah. Um, so if you're out there And this is resonating with you. Certainly throughout the series here, we'll be talking about things that you can do to help yourself. But one quick thing to do would just be to check in with yourself and write down or start journaling or engaging in some sort of just a very basic feelings, creative activity where you can just write down or write out what it is you think you might be feeling. Right. You know, one of the misconceptions that right along the lines of what you both are talking about uh, in my area, in the church world, is that uh, you always have to be happy. And, and, and that's furthest from the truth. You know, I've been told, you know, especially in the church corners, the least vulnerable hour of the week is 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And that's that's the average time where most people are, are in church. And, and, you know, people walk into church thinking that they have to have every everything together and they put their smiles on. Mm-hmm. Um, but deep down, they're, they're hurting and they're, they're crying out. That's part of life. 
Uh, yeah. Bad days are going to happen. Uh, they're yeah. always going to happen. But one of the things that we do in, in life of the church that I serve uh, is that we open ourselves to vulnerability and we, we open ourselves to sharing our deepest, darkest hurts and our habits and our hangups. And, and we let everyone know that um, we we are here for each other and we, we care about one another. And we don't have to go through this life alone. You know, back in the, in the scriptures, Jesus was up on a mountaintop. And for those of you who know scripture, this is the transfiguration where Jesus was radiating in glory. And mm-hmm. disciples, Peter, James, and John were up there and they wanted to they didn't want this moment to end. They, they were <laughs> because they knew that uh, when they went down off the mountaintop, it was going to be bad again. Uh, there was going to be difficult days. And, and Jesus told them that, you know, you, you guys can't be building shrines here and, and building tents and everything like that. You, you got to go back down off the mountaintop and, and get back engaged in, in life and ministry. And so for, for all of us, that's going to be a part of everyday life where we do um, encounter bad. But when we do encounter these, these bad moments, it's it's okay uh, to reach out to seek help and to, to find a coach or a mentor. Uh, you know, I I do that on a regular basis where I, I find somebody uh, that I trust and and I can engage in and I can confide in and, and we talk, we pray with each other, and uh, we grow from those experiences. And you got me thinking just from what you're talking just now is that how we live in a world of just um, instant satisfaction, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been said that like. We're, we're looking for the quick fix of having fun, right? I say having fun in any aspect mm-hmm. of life, but how having fun doesn't really lead to real joy, right? And so, and how I look at that in, in my field is that working out isn't always going to be fun, right? Uh-huh. So, no. you know, uh-huh. training needs to be fun, right. but but the results and the journey is going to really give you kind of like true joy, right? I'm sure you guys experience this mm-hmm. in different aspects of your fields, but mm-hmm. like if you're just looking to have five, this quick fix of fun, like you, sometimes it's the things in life. Uh, you know, to, you know, another kind of person aspect of my life, I have three kids. And so and it, it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh-huh. not easy, yeah. but they also bring me the most joy in my Absolutely. life, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those things where if, if you're looking just to always have that quick fix of fun and, uh, oh, if I'm not another kind of word that's thrown around, oh, oh, I'm not, you know, passionate about, it. again, it's not, you know, not everybody's passionate about working out or training, but it, sometimes these things that can give us a little bit of a strife are tough in life can really lead to, to joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, I once had a colleague called that McDonaldization, uh, oh, yeah. you know, wanting, wanting our Big Mac right away. Right, right. And, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so often we, we, we've just been so yeah. groomed by that, that, you know, right. we get frustrated even when our LTE or our, our, our 4G doesn't work right. Right. And, yeah. You know, because we want to be able to see those instant updates from people yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And, and if it's not uploading, then uh, we get frustrated, but it, it's okay. You know, put yeah. the work into it because, uh, joy will come yeah 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 and not just wanting it right away but at little to no cost as well too right, like right. off the dollar menu um and yeah, and, and to right. kind of be clear um i think for some people that struggle too with this they may not be at a place where they have the energy to devote and maybe that's why they're feeling like their only option is to get the quick fix mm-hmm. and so for those people out there that are thinking well i just i can't invest either the time or the money or the energy or the effort or my emotions uh, into my health and wellness in the way that you guys are describing it Well, what I would say is maybe let's start with where are you investing your energy and your time and your money and your soul or your spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, and is there a way to sort of budget that energy or or whatever we want to call that, that life force? Mm -hmm. Because I love to use budgetary and financial metaphors when talking with people about mental health related concerns. And we'll even do a pie chart in terms of breaking down their day. Where are you investing your mental, emotional health and wellness? And have you ever 
taking the time to sit and think about it because it's a finite resource. I think that's another myth is that we would hope that we're infinitely capable of doing whatever we want. But the fact remains that we're not. We have to make good decisions about where we invest our time and energy. And and I'm saying this from a perspective of a person who has not made good decisions at times. Right. Yeah. And especially where I invest my life force. Yeah. Yeah. I think something else journaling does also is that I think we justify and tell ourselves that we're doing these things maybe more or less than we actually are, right? So uh-huh. uh, for me, again, a relatable aspect is food logging. People say, oh, I drink plenty of water. I don't drink too much of stuff. I was like, well, well, let's log it. And they come back after a few days like, wow, I, w- I was way off. Right? <laughs> so, and maybe they say that to you too yeah. as well. It's like, where are they investing yeah. their emotion or their time? And it's like, maybe they think or I've told themselves, you know, over time by justifying to themselves, oh, I, you know, mm. I spend enough time with my kids or I do this. But then if you actually log things like, mm. well, maybe I don't. And, yeah. and I know I've heard before is kind of where you put your time into is what you really don't care most about. So it's kind of like, that can be scary to look at those types of things, right? So mm-hmm. One of my biggest excuses uh, before I started the gym at, at TFW was the, the time yeah, issue. You right. know, I always would say to people, I just don't have time to work out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking... Personal right. trainers love hearing that. That's, yeah. that's the, yeah. That was the worst. You haven't heard that a lot. I mean, that doesn't fall under the misconception. <laughs> Maybe the, the, the misconception's within. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lo and behold, I, I look at, uh, you know, I did like a, like a pie chart, like almost in my life in my own mind yep. and I'm like oh my goodness uh, you know I'm waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning why, why can't I wake up earlier and, uh, and, and, and reroute my day uh, because I'm having uh, this time this dead time from 5 to 7 in the morning and I'm also having this dead time from like 8 o'clock until 11 o'clock at night why can't I utilize that much differently and so doing like a pie chart or doing some journaling trying to figure out your daily schedule and how you can incorporate some of these things um, um, not only helps you physically, spiritually, emotionally, but but you're also finding yourselves greater discipline in mm-hmm. your in your own personal journey, and then therefore that's going to bring greater joy down the road. And right. so, mm-hmm. you know, that's my two cents on a physical standpoint. But but the same with spiritual. You know, what what would it look like to wake up 15 minutes early every day mm-hmm. and just use that 15 minutes to uh, maybe engage in prayer or engage in meditation or um, or begin journaling or or maybe read a passage or take a devotion and, and, and dwell on that for the remainder of the day. 15 minutes could make uh, a huge difference and an impact in your life that could go so far in uh, creating true joy in, in your own personal journey. And I think mm-hmm. that could, we, the more we talk, I feel like, and, and this is for me myself too, it, it becomes more and more obvious about how, how these different emotions and different places of wellness overlap. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing you know that you were just mentioning is that when people stop making the excuses and start doing these things, they notice, you know, I've had the excuse in before, Oh, I, I can't because of my kids and, and the attention I need to give them, but then they find when they train and they get healthy, they're better parents, right? Yeah, absolutely, and it's how it overlaps into other aspects of their lives, and then mm-hmm. and then they and then they they come to a realization, man, those excuses obviously were not valid, and mm-hmm. and I should have been doing this a long time ago. But the, those excuses are like weights, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, tied to your to your legs, you know, because mm-hmm. if you continue to use those excuses, those weights are going to um, bury you, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and I found that to be so true in my own personal life. And I'm sure mm-hmm. those of you who are listening, your excuses, if you look deep enough, you're probably going to find that they're weighing you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for the excuses, sometimes they can be rationalized as making a sound judgment, right? I'm wanting to avoid investing in something that's just too costly. Like I don't want to give up too much of my time, too much of my emotional energy, too much of my money, too much of myself, whatever 
the case may be. And as a result, you don't take any action. But if you stop back and, and ask yourself, well, what is the cost of not investing? Because mm-hmm. I think that's oftentimes yeah, what we right. what we don't consider. What's the cost of not investing in my mental health or wellness or, or physical or spiritual? Um, it can be sort of eye opening. Yeah. Right. I think that's kind of key. And from like an emotional perspective, I think one of the things I often think about is how the voice inside of our head can sometimes be our own worst enemy. It usually often is, right? And so when it comes to motivation, one of the concepts I've been fascinated with and read some about is self-esteem and the protective mechanism built into our own self-esteem, which is that internal critic or voice that convinces us not to take action because we're afraid of failure. It it would be better for me to stay where I am, what I've acquired Mm -hmm. up to this point in time in my life in every sense of that word. Mm-hmm. than to take a risk to lose some of that. What if I go into a situation where I realize that I'm not as physically healthy or capable or not as strong or, yeah, I don't know, what if I take a risk and I fail in some yeah. other way? And so I think that could be preventing people from taking that next step as well, too, is that fear of failure. And so I think one of the misconceptions I have is if we believe that if we listen too clearly or too closely to that inner voice, we might believe it has our best interest in mind. And while it may be intending to protect us, it could also be unintentionally getting in our way. Yeah. And that goes, um, obviously, the, the insecurities of that, right? And self-esteem and insecurities. But another kind of misconception out there, especially in my field, is one is like this: these big secrets, like these magic pill things that are just going to kind of happen for you. Or you're looking for that quick fix. Yeah. Uh, but number two is, and this can go back to the lack of initiation, you know, taking that first step is, it's it's just at our fingertips the amount of information and if you keep looking it, these mm. this all this information starts to contradict each other uh-huh. overload and, yeah, yeah. And, and it's super overload and it, and, and it keeps you from again mm-hmm. taking action right because if you look deep enough you're just going to end up confusing yourself and confusion leads to lack of action right and so mm-hmm. and, and really like I said that you have these experts in the field contradicting each other so so hopefully you know you know with our listeners here is that we can kind of break it down to some simple forms and be like hey like you said earlier hey for the simplest form just start journaling and, you know, and, and I'm right. just going to say, hey, just start moving or do stuff like drink more water. It's like if you start looking so deep, you can get confused. And, and right. by that confusion, you know, lack of initiation, lack of action. So, mm-hmm. yeah, start small and build up to it. Right. 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 So, right. Yeah, so, again, so it's a misconception of of just going in and being and knowing it right off the bat. Right. Like mm-hmm. anything worth it is going to take practice. You know, I heard somebody say one time, if you start a new job and you have it figured out by day 10, it's probably not the job for you, right? So right. get a job where you can continue to grow and, and get better at something like that you have to work toward, work at. So mm-hmm. if you go to a fitness center and you got figured out by day five, maybe it's time to move on to something that you can try to start working towards something, right? So that kind mm-hmm. of goal orientation and that kind of getting better and, and having something to push you to get better. Well, Colin, my wife and I were always wondering why is it that all these very fit people are still sweating in gym? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't you, you stop that, at some point? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you get to a point where you don't sweat anymore? But, uh, you know, what, what I've come to find is uh, being here for two years is that you continue to increase your level, but you don't start that way. Right, you, right. you start out very slow and, uh, and methodical, but then you build yourself up over time. And even the same from a spiritual realm, don't think you have to, you know, if you're, if your discipline is reading the Bible, don't think you have to have a whole chapter or, I mean, a whole book read by uh, the end of the day, uh, you know, pace yourself, read a chapter a day or uh, you know, jump into the book of Proverbs and uh, read a few Proverbs. Uh, it's full of wisdom and uh, understanding or, mm-hmm. or, you know, journal, do a five finger prayer where you're praying for yourself. You're praying for your leaders. You're praying for others, your community, you're praying for forgiveness and you're, you know, you're, you're looking internally. So um, 
I've used the five finger prayer where, you know, you just use the five fingers and that's a simple prayer. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you don't have to have these uh, prayers that uh, go on for hours. You, you can just engage yourself in conversation for mm-hmm. a few moments. So, um, well, that leads me to think of another misconception is that, that again, because you're a pastor, right, that you have this kind of uh, bubble wrapped around you where you don't experience temptation. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, like it's funny because it's like, and, and me as a coach, like, if something walks in, I, we, I'm so, it's so relatable because I actually struggle with the same things they struggle with. I'm sure you as a pastor struggle with the same thing your congregation mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because he's uh, Stephen's a mental health professional doesn't mean that he doesn't struggle with those things that mm-hmm. that he's talking to people about, right? right. And so again, when you can kind of relate on that level, mm-hmm. when I'm next mm-hmm. to somebody working out and it's and they've been for a week, and me and that person are just as out of breath mm-hmm. as each other, right? That's right then we're pushing each. You know, it's like it's that level playing field. We all have struggle with these certain things, and so that misconception of Somebody's got it all figured out. He must not experience the same temptation I have. I'm sure that's something you get regularly. Oh, like, no, no, that, that's regular. a falsehood. That's a falsehood. Oh, yeah. Or that it's just, or it's easy for you, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's easy for you to turn turn down temptation or the workouts are easy for me, right? That's, mm-hmm. That is just so far from the truth, right? So as crazy as it sounds, a, I, I once had somebody say, you mean your your kid is sick? I didn't I didn't realize that your family would would be you know. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like going into the deep end. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Yeah. Sec- yeah. You mean you don't have divine immunity that's from illness? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Divine immunity. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. We're human beings as well too. I think. It's Seriously. Like, right. Yeah. And I I'm, I'm kind of look keeping the time here. I know that we're kind of getting closer. We're actually kind of a little bit beyond, but. Maybe spend the last few moments just touching on another thing, which is, I think, a kind of feeling, you know, as you guys are discussing this is, is that when you're working with and I like to hope that this is true. I can't you know, this is I don't want to generalize to every single professional you're going to interact with. Certainly that's that that wouldn't be very rational or very true. But at least as far as we go, I think that I've experienced people wondering whether or not I would judge them in a way that would make them feel bad about themselves or that I'm going to have some sort of reaction to them that would be almost shaming in some way. And that's one of the saddest things, yeah. I think, honestly, that yeah. I can front is if you can come in and share with me whatever it is that you're going through. And while I'm going to have a reaction to it, I'm not going to think less of you because of it. And I'm only thinking from like, I know in terms of spirituality, I know, Jeff, you from your perspective, because you are affiliated with a religion, that's a big, your faith is a big part of your spiritual wellness. I'm just kind of even thinking about how often you run into that, Absolutely, right? As a Christian is, is will I, will this individual judge me and in what ways and how that might prevent them from even approaching you to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And when I first met you, I can tell you with my upbringing being mostly affiliated with Christianity and in terms of my family, that was what I was brought up in, that sort of a culture and system and faith. Um, it was even hard for me mm-hmm. when I first met you to oh, think, yeah. what is Jeff going to think about yeah. me? Like if I don't wear the right thing or say the right thing or slip up and say the wrong thing. That's right. So I would say judgment. And I know, Colin, if you get that as well, if people yeah. expect that you're going to judge them because of where they are in their physical health journey. Well, not only that, but like you said, the, the, the part about it's sad, and I think so too, is that everybody's coming from this thought process that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all alone here. Like, you know, why am I experiencing this? And really, and you guys probably experience the same thing. It's, we're all humans. It's, I hear the same things all the time, but for mm-hmm. some reason, everybody thinks, oh, I'm the only one that's experiencing this, but it's so common. Like, mm-hmm. we, we all experience a lot of the same things, right? Yeah. We all struggle with a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. And so if people kind of just communicated better and realized, 
hey, it's, it, everybody's kind of struggling with this. That makes me feel, you know, that I'm not the only one and that I can kind of be around a support system, kind of overcome these things. Mm-hmm. Say there's beauty in communication, isn't there? Right, yeah. Uh-huh, because yeah, yeah. if we open ourselves to communicating yeah. that with others, then it's amazing the number of people who will come our way that self-identify with the same thing that we're going through mm-hmm. and uh, how we can accomplish so much together than feeling like we're isolated on this island and we can't move forward because we're the only ones facing exactly. it. It's yeah. not the case. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. a big point. So I know we're at the end of our episode today, and I almost feel like we've got to have another future misconceptions, <laughs> yeah. misunderstandings episode. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we just touched the same. Yeah. I know. Right. I know. And, and there's, realistically, there's no way we could touch on everything. I know. And certainly we, we wouldn't want people listening to an eight-hour podcast, right? So <laughs> if you're listening and, and maybe you've agreed with some of the things we've said, maybe you've disagreed or had some questions, again, hold on to those. Write them down. Hopefully in the next episode, we'll be able to share with you guys a way to contact us because we We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you have any specific questions or concerns or misconceptions that you've dealt with that maybe have limited you in some way in terms of pursuing your health and wellness from all dimensions and prevented you from living the very best life that you can, which you deserve so much. So please do reach out to us and and check in with us about that. We didn't mention it in the last episode, but maybe just put out there a little bit of information. If you're interested in getting to know us a little bit better in the meantime, we can share with you some of the websites that we have that are affiliated with some of the work that we do. So I don't know if we want to do that in close. Colin, is there a good way for people if they're wanting to know more about more information about Colin? How sure, can I get yeah, that? absolutely. Our website to my facility is uh, com. There you can kind of see what we're about. You can also send me a message. Uh, all the messages there go directly to my personal email. So if there was any questions or anything you wanted to touch on, uh, the podcast, you can always reach me there. Yeah. So now you have his personal email. Right. Everyone. Yeah, so right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and for yeah. me, uh, I'm a pastor of Longleaf Church, and uh, it's very simple. It's www.longleafchurch.net. And if I'm not mistaken, I think my email's on there too. So it's a whole world. Yeah. And if you ever want to reach me as well, my website for my private practice is www.montesinos, which is M-O-N-T-E-S-I-N-O-S, and the word counseling.com. You can also throw any of those search words into Google and you'll probably find us that way as well, too. So in the meantime, if you have questions, concerns, thoughts, reactions, any inspiration for future episodes, just reach out to us through any of those forms of communication. And if you know us personally, you're welcome to to reach out to us in other ways as well, too. And we'll see if we can use that as a guiding post or some inspiration for future episodes. But again, thank you guys all for taking the time out of your day to give this a listen. And we we certainly hope it was inspiring. And again, um, we hope you go out in the world and accomplish... uh, all the great things that that we know that you can uh, when pursuing your physical, mental, and spiritual health and health according to all other dimensions of wellness as well. Thanks again for spending some time with us today on Lift, Feel, Pray, and we will see you for episode three. Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash i n c o m p e t e c h dot com.